Welcome to the Parkway Live Church Podcast. Thank you for taking time to let God's Word impact you. Always encouraged to know God is touching lives through this ministry. Please visit parkwaylife.com to let us know. You can also hit the giving tab to sow into the ministry that you are experiencing. Now, prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Isaiah 43 and 19, and I'm going to speak, and I'm just going to call today. I really couldn't think of a great title, so it doesn't, it's really not a great title today. But I'm in a series called New, and today is New Faith, New Faith, New Faith. Isaiah 43 and 19 says this, watch for the new thing I am going to do. It is happening already. You can see it now. You can see it now. I will make a road through the wilderness and give you streams of water there. We've been reading this for a long time, and I'm going to preach about it again today, and we're going to call it New Faith. By the way, our student coordinator, our equal coordinator, Shelby Pickering, knocked it out of the park. Great job, Shelby. Wonderful job. And you may be seated. God is a God of the new. God is a God of the new. Deanne Wilson, you and your precious daughter, it's an honor to have you today. Welcome back to Texas. God is a God of the new. Yes, we need to remember history. We love history. I believe in history. I stand on the back of history because we learn so much from that in our country and in the church and so many different things. We need to remember history and what has made us who we are today. But to have progress, we have to be open to the new that God is doing in the now. A new uh, way of thinking has to come over you. And you have to do that by changing the way that you thought before. We might say, I want new thinking, but we are still thinking old thoughts. You're still logged into an old way of thinking, but you're saying, I want change in my life, but you're still thinking those old thoughts that are pulling you down and dragging you down. And, and I'm encouraging you today to move from that thought pattern into the new thought pattern, a new faith a new desire, a new passion, and even a new relationship in God. God wants to have you not just an old relationship, but a new relationship in God. We shouldn't be in the place that with God as we, the same place as we were last year. But there's a new, new walk with God, uh, climbing new heights in God and and, and, and ascending to deeper places in his presence as we pray and seek his face, new places in God. If your spiritual life has not changed in years and you find yourself bogged down and there's been no new in your spiritual life, it is a sign that you have become complacent in God. And let that be a, a flag to you that something needs to change in your life. I don't mean leave your wife. I don't mean leave your husband. I don't mean change churches. I don't mean this or that. What I'm trying to say is that stir up that gift within you. Stir up the spirit of the Lord that is within you, that has become complacent in you, and ask God to revive your heart again. And so you have to ask yourself, am I hungry for God? 
Am I hungry for the things of God? Chances all are that you have closed off your heart and mind to new things. And so I'm encouraging you today to have new faith, to be alert in God. Alert. Alert. You know, you know sometimes we wake up in the morning. Not sometimes, all the time. I, I, I wake up in the morning. My son decided to go get Whataburger at 245. Something was wrong with him. And he texted me. When he left, I didn't get the text. Mm. I just heard the door, the, the chime. He turned the alarm off and left out, and I heard the door go ding dong. And I laid there, and I thought, what is that noise? And then it hit me. Somebody's in my house. <laughs> and so I got my black belt on and Stepped out and walked through the house, didn't see anybody, but found the front door wide, I mean, not wide open, but unlocked. I thought, good night. So I checked everything, and of course, I didn't know he had left out. I'm not used to, I'm not used to that kind of ignorance. <laughs> huh? Is that all right? I've been needing to say this all week. And, and, and so I thought, well, so I locked the door back and set the alarm and got back in bed. And 20 minutes later, noise again, ding dong. Now, this time it's serious business. And so I contemplate, I have, we're in Texas. You know what I'm saying? So you know what I'm contemplating? The judge. That's the name of my gun, the judge. So I start, I'm thinking about it, and I thought, no, black belt again. So I... I I, I reached over and I, I got out of bed and I opened the door, but this time it was more serious. And I opened the door and Alex said, Daddy, Daddy, it's me. <laughs> what I didn't know is he had texted me in the meantime. I didn't see the text, but he said, Dad, I'm going to Whataburger. It's 2.45 in the morning. Don't shoot me. <laughs> That's funny. But I was alert. I was alert. I, I, I was ready to go. I, I was alert enough to know, don't grab the gun, you know, but, but alert enough to know that I'm about to kick somebody's backside if they're messing with my family. And, 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 but I was alert. My eyes, my, I was ready to go. I had all my guns on. Don't laugh at that. They're there. And, 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 and I was ready to go, but I was alert in God. Sometimes we're so sleepy in God that we kind of we kind of living for God as as we're as if we're still kind of going through the motions and we we have not alerted ourselves or waken ourselves and we've lost our fierceness we've lost that eye of the tiger if I can say we've lost that when I step in the presence of God both hands in the air pouring out my soul I don't care what anybody else is doing around me I'm alert in God I'm fierce in God. I'm ready to go in God. I'm ready, to, I'm ready to get my praise on. And not only on Sunday at 10, but all through the week, there's an alertness about me. There's a fierceness about me. That's the new that I'm talking about. And it's a new faith. And I'm praying that some of you today resurrect something old that has died or gotten moldy and moth-ridden and wake up in your spirit and get fierce and alert in the presence of God. Put your hands together like you're awake in his presence, like you've got a new faith in God. And start looking around you and seeing what God 
is doing around you? What is God doing? What is God doing among my friends? What is he doing among my church family? And don't put God in a box. Get him out of that. He is constantly talking to his people and doing new things. And the church should be eager to dig down and find the new things that God is doing in our life. How many of you have your uh, worship guide today? How many, of you, how many of you have that today? If you have that, get, get that out, please, right now. If you don't have it, uh, find you a piece of paper and find you a pen. I'm, I'm, I've got you on an assignment. I have you for assignment right now, all right? Right now, there's an assignment. So I want you to find something right now. If you have your phone, write it in your phone, do something, whatever. But I, I literally want us to take a few minutes and we're going to, we're going to ha- have an assignment for you to do. And this is, what I, this is what I want you to do. I want you to write four new things that you're asking God for in 2018. Four new things that you're asking God for in 2018. See, I don't want you to, I don't want to just preach about this and, and y'all say, man, that was a sweet little message. I want you to think about it. I want you to think about it. And, and I'm going I'm to kind of help you out and give you some starters, okay? So maybe you can use, use these. Number one is new soul safe. If I want new faith, I'm going to have to start reaching out and winning souls. My faith will absolutely die on a pew or in a chair. I got to start saying chairs. It will die if you are not reaching out for others. You're, you're going to get mad at somebody. You're going to get stumbled up. You're going to get tripped up in the church if you do not find yourself reaching out. If you don't reach out, you're going to be frustrated with this. You're going to be frustrated with that. But I'm going to tell you something. You start winning somebody to God, when you get to church, man, you want your pastor to preach better than he's ever preached when you got somebody sitting next to you. You want the singing to be better than it's ever been. You're not hung up on this or that. You're, you're fired up because you want everybody to experience what you have been experiencing. And so you step in and, you, and, you're, and you're alert. You're alert, not just in the house of God, but all week long. I've often said this many times. I think the greatest use of the gifts of the Spirit is when you're involved in winning souls. He gives you words of wisdom, words of knowledge, and all these different things. All the gifts of the Spirit, I think, are, are, are revolving around the candy stick of God, and that is winning souls. So what new souls can you win to God in 2018? I want you to write down, write that name. Maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's somebody. Write their name down on that, that worship bulletin right now. New souls say, what can I do? What can I do? Who is that? Who is that? I've got to have somebody sitting next to me. I've got to feel the chair next to me. I've got to have somebody that makes it into heaven because of me. When I walk on the streets of gold, I want somebody to be there because I influence them for his name's sake. Number two is this. What new freedom do you want to have in your life? I'm talking about that you want to be set free from. We took a, a whole drove of people in this church uh, through a thing called freedom, and we're going to give you that opportunity uh, next semester. But, but freedom, freedom, and people were set free from things in their life. What new freedom needs to happen in your life? I, 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 you've learned to live with it. You've learned to worship with it. I'm not beating you up, but I'm just here to tell you, you need to be set free from it. What new freedom needs to take place in your life? Somebody said amen. Number, number three, new anointing. I'm really praying this in my life personally. 
God has gifted this church with a new stage. And I don't mean, I don't mean the, the, the top and I don't mean just screens, but a new, a new place, a new place. And anytime he calls you to new place, you've got to have something new and fresh to meet the challenge God gave you. I'm not, I'm not good enough by myself. I'm not. I'm not. I am all men most miserable. But when I step in his presence and he gives me that anointing, what is that anointing? It's that, it's that extra unction. It's that something that makes the difference. It's that when you're here and you say, man, I felt something in the house today. I could go hear somebody speak at, at, at the golf club. I could go hear somebody speak at Ford Arena and, and it'd be a, a neat leadership deal. But when I step in this house and I heard the pastor speak or I heard the minister speak or I heard Shelby speak, whatever it may be, I felt something. I, there was an anointing that flowed. When you step to the water cooler at your job and you talk to somebody, they said, Man, when I talk to them, there's something different about them. The new anointing. Are you praying for new anointings? That's not just for pastors. That's for the church. God wants to gift you with fresh new anointing. How long has it been? Are you carrying a 20-year-old anointing with you? Are you carrying a 10-year-old anointing with you? Or do you have something fresh? Alec, you led this church today and, and some of the service leading. Don't lead. Don't preach. Don't speak. Don't do anything without the anointing. Uh, uh, Brandon, when you step up here, don't lead. Don't speak. Don't do anything. Scott, when you play the piano, don't touch it if you don't have an anointing. I've got to have a fresh anointing in everything we do. Let fresh oil pour from the top of my head to the sole of my feet. That's a prayer for me, but it's also a prayer for you. Are you praying that? God, give me fresh anointing. Write it down, fresh anointing in my life. And the fourth thing I think that I'm just kind of giving you uh, is, is, is new territory. Claiming new territory. Claiming new territory. God, I want new territory in my life. I don't, I don't, I, I, I thank you for what I have, but I want new territory. I want to claim new things. And I claim that in your finances in the name of Jesus Christ. Some of you have been stuck in your finances for so long. I'm claiming new territory. Some of you have been stuck in, in families, troubles, and issues. I'm claiming new territory in the name of Jesus Christ. Stuck in your walk with God. I'm claiming new territory. Stuck in, in, in so many different things in your life. Somebody said new territory. Oh, say it with passion and zeal and alertness. Come on, somebody say new territory. I'm claiming it for this church. I'm claiming it for this church. I know we're in a brand new building and I'm excited about it and pew, Brenton, chairs, brand new chairs, chairs that God's going to help us feel. But you know what I did last week? I drove through an area and I said, God, I want this land for Parkway Life Church. Pastor, don't you, don't, don't we have enough? Shouldn't we quit near? Absolutely not. My God died for more than 700 seats. God's got something bigger. Constantly reaching. New vision, new territory, and I'm claiming in the name of Jesus. Somebody put your hands together with faith and passion. If we, are, if we get so focused on what's happened before and ex we, we start expecting that same thing to happen over and over and we will miss the new that God has for us and we might have a preconceived idea on how God moves and we think we've got God figured out but God works in mysterious ways his ways are beyond our ways and we when we you know what and I got to thinking about this 
this hit me yesterday. When we think we got God, when we think we have God figured out, you know what we call that? Tradition. We, we, we get God all figured up and we build a tradition around it and we say from now on, this is the way I'm going to do it because that's where God is. And by the time you think you've got it all figured out, God's over here. And you're still worshiping at the altar of your tradition. And God's over here saying, I'm doing a brand new thing. And you're hung up over here in the tradition. And that's something about us as men. And I want to make a statement that you need to remember. And I, I, and I, put, I wanted it so bad, I'm putting it on the screen for you. Tradition is a pothole on the highway of forward movement in your life. It's a dream. You get hung up in the yesterday, and God's doing a new thing. Again, I, I respect history. I respect all those things. And I'm not talking about, a, 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 you know, new doctrines and, and, and new this and, and, all, and, and some new age way of thinking. That's not what I'm talking about at all. But I'm talking about moving with what God is doing in the now and not hung up in the traditions of what he did 10 years ago. He is moving. He is operating. If he created this planet and this planet and he created the minds and hearts of men and women and we're moving and we're operating and there's new things coming coming out. If you have the same technology you had 10 years ago, it doesn't work anymore. You know who created those minds? God Almighty. You know who created that creativity? God Almighty. You know, all of that movement and forward being, God put all of that inside of man. If God is doing that through the hearts of man and just the movement of, of, of our learning and our education, don't tell me that he's stuck in the same way, in the same way he moved 15 years ago. Let me tell you something, God is moving in fresh ways. And, and, and fresh, I, I, when I went to the Freedom Conference re recently, I sat in that building and, and I watched our people. We had like 22 of us there or something like that. And I watched as, as people are, are, were so moved and it was in a different fashion and it was a different way, but yet it still had some old tie to it, but it was just this freshness and this zeal. And I watched as spoke, people as we began to speak another language and I watched, I watched as people were, were shaken in the presence of God and I loved all that, but it had a little different new feel to it and I loved it and it was the freshness of God. And I'm going to tell you something, that's why God really talks about singing a new song. It's not that this is not an old song, new song debate. It's talking about don't let anything get to the place that it becomes old to you, that it's not fresh anymore. If you're still singing Amazing Grace, you better have, you better have some power up in it. If you're still singing How Great Thou Art, there's nothing wrong with that, but it still needs to be passion and zeal and newness with it. Can I get a witness? You gotta have the freshness of God. Got to have the freshness of God and let God make it fresh. And doing the things the same way you've always done them and not looking for the new God is doing is a trick of the enemy and it will prevent you from arriving at the destiny of your dream that God is calling you to. And the enemy does not want you to step into your dream. He wants you to do this. He wants you to lose your faith. He wants you, to, he wants you your faith to be washed out. He wants it to be old, dingy, mothballed. He doesn't want you to have fresh faith. The enemy wants to keep you doing the same thing but expecting different results. And if he can keep you in that, we call that the definition of insanity. It's because you think you're going to grow in God 
but you're still doing the same thing. You think you're going to have new faith in God, but your works are even the same as they were before. Nothing, nothing has changed. And a dream is something new. It's something that God's placed inside of you. It's a dream. All of these college uh, folks that are about to head into college, there's a dream in them. I'd love to bring them up and interview them one by one and say, Garrett, what's your dream? Jerry, what's your dream? I bet that would be a, a powerful thing to hear. You know what? You hear new. You're not, you're not hearing Jerry step, and step, step up here and say, well, I really just want to just live in a little place where all the houses look exactly the same and drive a Ford minivan <laughs> and just look like everybody. No, there's freshness. There's newness. There's a zeal. I want, I'm going to conquer the land. Right now, Alec is young in the ministry, and he doesn't know this, but it's firing me up because I'm hearing something that I heard in me in my 20s, and he's, man, he's fixing to conquer the world. He's going to win the world. You know what I say? Man, that's awesome. And he's firing up his daddy, and he don't even know it. Because it's this freshness. It's this zeal. It's that we've got to win the world. I don't want to get complacent. But I want to do something that wins the world that God has placed at our hand, in our hands. But I found this, that we can get angry and resist others that are jumping into their dream because we're not jumping into ours. And I, and I, and I wrote this down yesterday, and, it, and it's this. I hope it speaks to you like it did me. It's easier to criticize another's new than to kickstart my old. That's good stuff right there. It's easier to criticize where you're going and what God's doing. And, man, I'll tell you what, I know they're fired up, but it's just, it'll die. It'll, I don't even know if what they're doing I believe in. And they're worshiping God. And I found myself in that way at times just because it's a little out of the box and it's a little different than the way I've always seen it. And I, and I can be critical but what I need to do is drop my critical spirit and lift my hands and say, God, thank you for what you're doing in them. But God, I want it also to be done in my life. It may look different. It may have a different fashion to it. It may, it may, it may look in a different way, come out of my personality different, but I want it to be fresh for my spirit. Can I just tell you something? I want my worship, Nathan Keating, I'm speaking to Nathan Keating right now. I want my worship to be fresh. I mean fresh fresh. I, I want it to come from me. I'm going to still lift my hands like I've been doing since I was in third grade and received the gift of the Holy Ghost. I'm still going to speak in tongues like I did from when I was in third grade, but I want something to come out of me that's fresh, that's, 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 got, a, that's, got, a, that's got fervency and got passion to it, got anointing to it. You know what I want? I want, I want you to stand right now. We're just going to take a praise break. Is that all right? I want you to stand up, and, and I, want, I want you just to throw your hands in the air and say, Daddy, Daddy, I'm going to worship you in a fresh way right now. Come on. I'm going to worship you in a fresh way. It, it looks the way it did 20 years ago, but I, I want it to be a freshness flow from my spirit. Freshness. Fresh anointing. Fresh spirit. Fresh fire. Hallelujah. 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 Come on. Give, give God something a little bit extra today. Let your faith grow today. Let your faith so Let your faith be what it needs to be today. Hallelujah. Come on, come on. That's about, that's about 20 seconds worth of worship. I want you to give God a little bit more. Would you do that? Give God a little bit extra, a little fresh fire, 
a little fresh anointing, a little fresh zeal. God, let something bury down in me. I want my faith to be new. I want my faith to be new. I don't want, I want my faith to be new. Mm. You, ever, you ever walk around somebody and it's, it usually happens in the winter, when, right when winter first starts, and all of their sweaters have been stuck in a, uh, the highest part of their closet and it has, it has uh, dust all over it and they just grab it and throw it on because it's cold outside and they, and, they, and they come up to you and you're like, whoo. <laughs> now, I always know if that happens because my allergies go, bam. In fact, before I, before I wear a sweater that's been sitting up, I have to put them all in the dryer, get all the dust off them because if not, I'm going to tell you, I can't preach on that Sunday. I'm like, Psh, Psh. I mean, I'm, I'm a miserable. So when you come around me and I start sneezing, wash your stinking This is just about, if you're new here today, I'm just goofy like this, okay? But I, I've noticed people like that in their spirit. And you get around them and there's something about them brings out something in you that you don't like. Kind of brings out the allergy. And it's just like, man, I don't want to be that dude. Jesse, I want to be that guy that when you're around me, you go, whoo, man, you smell like, Fresh. <laughs> huh? Is that all right? I don't want to get around and go, oh, boy, he bought that 20 years ago. <laughs> he got that spirit 20 years ago, and goodness, we know it, because it's dead. Huh? I want him to get around me and go, man, that smells like fresh cologne of the Spirit of God. You know what? When you come in the presence of God and you begin to praise, the Bible says it goes up as a no into the nostrils of God. I'm so sick of mothball, stinky, uh, moldy praise and think, well, I've been around long enough. I got all this figured out. No, you stink. Get, get the washing of the Spirit on you that when you're in His presence, fresh. Fresh. New faith. New faith. Get your right hand up, your left hand up again, and give God a shout of praise like you mean it. Fresh, fresh, fresh praise. Fresh praise. Fresh praise. I want this church to have God-sized faith. God-sized faith. God-sized faith. Amen. Somebody shout to the Lord. Shout to the Lord. You may be seated just real quick, just real quick. Listen to this. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not to your own. Oh, let's, let's read together. You ready? Out loud. Go with me. Ready? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding in all your ways. Man, everything about that scripture is just Fresh, just fresh, fresh. I like Philippians 4, 13. It says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. Read that scripture and kind of, and, and see if it smells mothball-y. 
You've you got to go, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. You've got some Texas swagger going on when you, when you read it. I mean, some God swagger. You ready? Let's, let's read it. You ready? Here we go. One, two, three. Let's read it. I Now, this time, read it like you've got some fresh anointing on you and you're preaching a little bit. You ready? Here we go. Go. I don't know if you know it, but you just got put in the washing machine. And they threw one of the little deals, and when it comes out, it's like, ooh, that smells like lavender. And God's saying, man, if they get that in their spirit and they get this fresh faith, it comes out just smelling good to me. Smelling good. You know when religion dies? When it gets old, moldy, dusty, and nobody wants to be a part of it. And the reason this church is growing, it'd be nice to say because we got a new building, but we were growing before that. The difference is, is we're constantly trying our best to keep ourselves fresh to see what God wants to do in the now. In the now. I, I, I am, if you haven't heard this, and many of you, this won't affect you, but I had a hero die. A hero of mine died on Friday. I mean a hero. He stood in this pulpit. He's preached. He, he is a hero to mine. And his name was T.F. Tenney. He passed away on Friday. Man. Whew. He has stood in this pulpit. He said things in this pulpit. He only preached here about two or three times. One of the statements he, asked, he, made, he made in this pulpit and I think he made it because I asked him the question. And I said, T.F. Tenney, what would you do different in your ministry if you could start over? And he said, this is exactly what I'd do. I mean, just boom, that quick. He said, I spent all my ministry trying to make people believe before they belonged. And if I had it all to do over again, I would spend the rest of my ministry to try to make people belong before they believed. God. And I was like, that like, that like is so fresh and new. I almost went, woo, fresh Prince of Bel-Air stuff. I mean, that's just good stuff. You hear me? 84 years of age. Two days before he died, he sent out a tweet that it was fresh and it's clean. And young men, I looked at his Twitter, 44,000 people followed him. And a lot of it, it's guys my age and younger. I was at a conference just a few days, a uh, few, few months back, one of the largest conferences and, 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 and with ministers. And we were in Birmingham, Alabama, and a man stepped up by the name of Brian Houston, who's the pastor of Hillsong Church in Australia. And he stood up, and he, while he's preaching, he said, I'm going to quote an old prophet named T.F. Tenney. And I went, oh, that's my man. And I'm thinking, here this guy is, and he's leading one of the greatest church, but he's pulling up something from an 84-year-old man. It's not the age that I'm talking about today. It's the fact that no matter how old you are or how younger you are, you've got to stay fresh in your spirit. Fresh. Fresh. And that doesn't mean that, doesn't mean that all of you need to go out and get a Twitter account because we don't, we don't want to know everything that you're thinking. And you have to get on Facebook. We don't need to see all the pictures of when 
you go to the restaurant. We don't need all that. But I'll tell you what we do need. We need a freshness to come out of everyone from their eldest to the youngest, a freshness in the Holy Ghost, a freshness in the Spirit. I was, I was at a, a conference a few years ago, uh, again, probably within the last four years, and my wife ran into T.F. Tenney and his wife, and my wife or somebody I was with said, 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 man, what are y'all doing here? And they said, well, we're never too old to keep learning. And I'm like, oh, my God. And if you keep that freshness, that's fresh faith. He, he tweeted just a few days ago, God, let me live just a little bit longer because there's a few more people I'm trying to get in the gates with me. You hear that? That's fresh faith, man. That's fresh faith. That's fresh faith. I love that God... Give me that. I, I want to help live out the legacy that T.F. Tenney, not that I'm as great or as well-known, I don't mean that, but I have that freshness from, from what that he passed down onto us because that is the freshness I believe Jesus Christ wants us to carry in this day, in this hour, in this hour. Well, I want to I I start trying to wind this message down, but I... There's a big difference between complacency and contentment. And, and I think we get that really messed up in our life and, and, and complacency and contentment. And so I'm going to give you the definition, the definition of complacency. Or let's, let's go with contentment first. Because everybody's like, well, we want to be content. We, and, we, and we are. We, we are. We are. But let me show you what contentment is. Contentment is a state of happiness and satisfaction. And God wants you content. He wants you in a state of happiness and satisfaction. No matter your age, God wants you happy. He wants you to be content and happy and satisfied with what he has blessed you with and what he's given to you and the talents that he has given you. He wants you to be content. But complacency is this. Complacency is self-satisfaction especially when accompanied by unawareness of deficiencies, a feeling of being satisfied with how things are and not wanting to try to make them better. And God does not want you complacent. He does not want you to fall in that. We should all be content, but we should not be complacent. Complacency is self-satisfaction. It's self-absorption. It's inward satisfaction. And we get satisfied with our efforts and we stop pursuing God because we are self-satisfied. God put rocks in our bed so we can't sleep at night, but don't let us get complacent. Don't let us get complacency. Shut your eyes to the new that God is doing in the now. And Jesus taught. I want you to remember what I'm about to say because this stung me. Jesus taught people if they want to see God work in new ways, they must be willing to do new things. Well, I want God to do, I want God to do something in my life. And he's like, man, I'm ready, but I'm ready for you to do new things. And that's where faith and works ties in together. And we can just have all the faith in the world. And God, I want you to do new things in my life. And he's going, I'm ready, son, but you're still sitting and not moving in what I want you to do. And so I need you to get your faith and works tied up together because faith without works is dead. I need you to tie the two together. I need you to get them together. 
Sean, come here just a minute to me, please. Sean, Sean Alec, come here just a second. Come here, come up. Just, just real quick, just real quick, like, like you are playing basketball quick. There we go. That's, what I, that's, that's, that's exactly how it works in basketball. All right, so, so look at this. I want you to do something. I want you to go back like you're at youth camps or something, okay? I'm not going to do this, but I want, I want you to act like these two legs are tied together, all right? That, that wigs me out, but anyways, okay. <laughs> All right, and, and what I want you to do is when you walk, I want this, these two to move together. You understand what I'm saying? And then boom, all right, like you're, you know, like, like it's in a tie together or, you know, what do you call that? Three-legged race? Yeah, three-legged race, which I always ended up going boom, flat because my passion, I'm like, yeah, we're going to win. Boom. All right, here we go. You ready? Now, this is what I want you to do. The, the, your faith and your works. And God says, I want faith and works to be tied up into your spirit. If you're going to move and do something new in God, you've got to have faith and you've got to have works. Now, this is what some of us have. I want you by yourself. You by yourself. We get faith and we got, whoa, we got faith. We got faith. Hallelujah. I love to worship God and we got faith. And it's awesome. It's awesome. And we're going to heaven. I'm not doubting that. But you ain't going to take anybody with you, forgive my ain't, with just faith. You got to put boots on the ground. You got to do something about it. That's why, that's why our churches, as Sister Tenny asked Brother Tenny one time, we were at Papa Do's eating, she says, why are our churches not growing? And Brother Tenny said, well, I can tell you why. And he starts telling, she said, I've been hearing that for years. I don't even want to hear that anymore. But, but he was saying, we got to get involved. We got to do something. We got we to gotta do something different than we've been doing. We got to move. We got to make the gospel. Get it out there in people's hearts and their spirits. But watch this. I don't want faith by itself. Do, all right? I want faith and works. And what happens when you first start this process? Scott, come help me. And when I first start this process, what happens is you take these really awkward steps. Really awkward steps. Now watch this. Watch them try to get it figured out. You got, I want you to take this, this we're going to let this be faith and these two be works. And this is up in my spirit. In my now, I want you to do it. Oh, that's pitiful. <laughs> All right, now, there we go. Look, 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 look. The turn was rough, but let's go. You see how it looks? Looks, huh? <laughs> Serving on the dream team? That's what it looks like sometime. Huh? I'm trying to... I got faith, but I served on the dream team, and I'm going, oh, I feel kind of dumb doing this, but I'm kind of flopping. I'm, I don't really completely understand, and, 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 I'm, and I'm, I'm loving people in a nursing home or trying to start a life group, and, and, I, and I'm trying to get involved in the kingdom of God, and it's like, it's kind of, it's kind of weird, and I don't understand it. I'm out of my comfort zone, and, and God's saying, that's the way I like you because out of your comfort zone, you're depending upon me and not on your own giftings, and I want you to help. And so we're moving together. We're moving together, and sometimes, sometimes it, it just takes a little while, and it's a little, it's, now we're, let's try to do it as smooth as we can. Look, 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 look. Look, look, look. No, as smooth as we can. All right. No, no, no. Really, I need y'all to work at this. All right. Y'all are on the same team. Quit, quit linking legs. That kind of wigs me out. All right. Just, just go this one. All right. Here we go. Go. Yeah. You always need. Sometimes you need a pastor in your life to say, quit doing that. Quit doing that. Quit doing that. 
but, but, but faith in works, faith in works, faith in works. I don't just need works out here. I'm going to give all my money. I'm going to do everything. That's all I need to do. I don't even need to serve God. I'll let my money do it. I'll play penance. I'll, make, I'll do this. I don't even need faith in God. I don't even need the repentance, the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm just going to be big. I can give my money. Church will love me. If I start missing, pastor will call. He'll miss my money. Works, works, works. Starts getting ugly and stinkly, just like faith by itself does. And he says, faith without works is dead. What I need you to do is I need you to, if you're going to get new faith in your life, I need you to tag up. And I want, and watch this. First of all, it's shaky. It's weird. And then we start praying, God, I want you to give me the faith of Abraham. Now watch this scripture. Watch this scripture. The Bible says, Abraham staggered not at the promise of God. Stagger not at the promise of God. There's no stagger in him. Through unbelief. In other words, he, he's trying to do this great work, you know, like Father Abraham, many of he's a pretty big deal. But Father Abraham was doing these works, but then he, he leaned into the fact that I'm going to have faith in God and I'm not going to stagger. I'm not going to trip up. I'm, I'm going to keep moving. And if I feel a little tug of struggle, get back up. But grew strong in faith. If he grew, that means he didn't start off grown. <laughs> Is that right? But grew strong in faith. He grew up in his faith. Don't be around here 30 years and still be a little baby. <laughs> faith. Somebody hurt my feelings. I'm not going to church. Oh, come on. Get out of the stinking nursery. Everybody hurts your feelings at church. and Everybody hurts your feelings at the school, and you just keep going back to church. I mean, keep going, keep going back. But somebody hurts our feelings at church. You know why? Because we, we can get spiritual babies. That's not in this church because you folks are grown up. And I honestly say that because we don't have a bunch of fussing and fighting. What tells me that there's some grown-up people in their faith. But, but, but grow but grew strong. There's some, there's, some, there's some growing up, growing up in faith, being fully persuaded. There's no sh- shadow here. Fully persuaded that what God promised, he's able to deliver, man. He's got this, dude. It's all in his hands. I'm going to get involved in the process. I'm going to keep moving. I'm going to let my works do the best I can, but I'm going to tell you this, God's going to come through. God's going to come through. And so he's taking steps. He's taking steps. You ready? Faith works. Faith. And all for long, you scarcely even know the difference because it moves in tandem. It moves in beauty. Isn't that awesome? It's awesome. Let's do it again. Watch this. We get so smooth with it that you scarcely can tell the difference. And now there's movement together. And there's wholeness and there's unity. And the body of Christ that way has a fresh faith that cannot be stopped by all the devils of hell. By the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church of the living God. Somebody get on your feet and give God a praise, a shout. Hallelujah. He's an awesome God. Faith and works. Faith and works. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Faith and works. I'm going to invite you to the front today. And this is what I want. I need somebody up here has bruised faith. 
maybe broken faith, bruised works, broken works, and you just need a healing. I mean, you just like straight up, I need something new in my life. I need that. I need a freshness. This service is going to have a little sila in it. We're going to slow it down, and I want God to minister to you. Is that fair? Is that fair? I want to ask all of our uh, folks that are in the room that went through freedom to come step around this front, get as close as you can, and get ready to pray over some people today. I want something fresh to play, take place today. Now I'm going to invite the rest of this congregation to come down front, and I, and I, and I, want, I, want, people to, I want people to step up here. We're not going to do anything. If you're a guest, we're not going to do anything weird to you, no crazy. We're not going to shake you and rattle you and roll you. But we will pray with you and ask God to give you fresh faith, fresh works, that something dynamic can begin to take place that's new in your life. How many of you are going to, how many of you will, will take the, the, the challenge to step out? Come on, just take the challenge. Thank you. Start, start stepping out. Beautiful, beautiful. This is for everybody, for whomsoever will. Get as close as you can because there's a lot of people going to be coming. And I want you to spread out. Let people pray over you. Let people pray over you. As we begin to sing, come on, nobody's staring, nobody's watching. Everybody's in focus. We want new faith. God, heal our broken faith. Heal our bruised faith. Heal our broken works. Heal our bruised works. God, do something new in our spirit. Let my faith rise to the occasion that you're calling me to. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah.